0: You're listening to Bite-Sized Beauty, a podcast by Adore Beauty that breaks down the topics you want to hear more about into easy-to-listen-to bite-sized series. From sex to skin, we can guarantee there's something for everyone. So go on, twink your teeth into it.
1: I'm Kerry Stanley. And I'm Kate Radford. And welcome to Timeless, a podcast made by us, Two hair and makeup artists on the fabulous side of 50 with almost 30 years' experience each in the business.
0: We are here to have open and honest conversations about ageing and what it looks like to us in our world and in our profession.
1: Episode six, it went fast, didn't it? And we've always got so much more to
0: say. Oh, haven't we? I know, we could talk underwater. um, And we generally do. And we do. (laughs) (laughs) Dear listeners, you should
1: you should hear us outside of all of this. It is. Yes. It's, who, it's like who can get a word
0: in. That's it. But we know we know that about ourselves. We accept that about ourselves, and we, we love it do. about ourselves. Good segue. We're a good team.
1: Good, good segue <laughs> into our into our final episode, which is all about self acceptance. We're a wise old wow whales owls no, and in fact we're not old. So no 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 we're and not so old. Finished. You know the the oh. language that we use. I know we've spoken about this. Over all of our episodes, it's is all about deprogramming and and having a listening to those words that we actually use. Things I want yes. to knock out of a, the language is oh old. Well, it's like older. Yes. Over, I've said this for a long time to my mum. It's like you know, you're young. I'm younger. You know, like it's all about yes. perspective, isn't it? About how <laughs> it how you look at it. Is. I mean, some days we wake up, and as my partner Lexi is often says, because oh, I've been hit by the aging bus today. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, we these things have cropped up, and that that is a part. Of getting older, that is, right. and that's a acceptance of that too. Go, okay? you know what? You know, uh, physiologically, things change. That's a form of acceptance, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. When I when I sort of sit up and put my feet down on the floor, and there's when there's physical pain of uh, of standing <laughs> up or or the creaking knees as I go up and downstairs, <laughs> it's, it's confronting, isn't it? It's really, really confronting, um, and we need to take care of ourselves we've talked uh, right through our series about um, about our skin and our faces and our bodies and our hair and uh, and our style but there is a real sense of coming to terms and how do we come to terms with the inevitable what's going on everybody knows at some point that the journey will end for some people it's premature and we've talked about what how we we feel, um, certainly I do, as I know you do, that it is a privilege to still be upright. It's a privilege mm. to still be here. We're very fortunate to be working in an industry that we love, doing a job that we love, surrounded by, you know, fantastic colleagues, you know, family and friends. And Not everybody has that we we absolutely acknowledge that mm, yeah. to to be able to call on resources once again we we totally acknowledge that not everybody has that but we are certainly encouraging people women people of our age group in this particular demographic, that if they are struggling, to reach out to somebody and have a chat about the way they feel. We're, we're finding on the socials that there's more and more people of our age group cropping up and, and shouting out, you know what, let's not be scared of getting old, let's embrace mm. it. Because getting old and the privilege of, of, of getting to these latest years in life means that you've got the experience and I love that People of our age group and older are sharing their experiences now, and we are we're, we're getting it out there that aging is okay. And let's mm. let's let's tap into the things that can help us make make us feel okay about getting older.
1: Yes, I think you know, like so many things, there is confidence in numbers.
0: Yes, you know, like if, definitely. So no,
1: but no one wants to be that person out on on their own in the spotlight, or or experiencing things, or feeling like they're experienced, they're on their own or alone. The fact that we are, as you said, Kate, seeing more conversations happening, which is so wonderful, but taking that space and time for yourself to reflect and seeing what feeling, seeing what you're feeling, seeing what's coming up, and changing that narrative about how you're thinking if it's not great. Mm.
0: Yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. The pressure yeah, that we put yeah. on ourselves, the pressure that we feel from what we're being exposed to, uh, particularly social media, advertising, and uh, and we definitely delve into uh, how we can make some inroads there and, and, and it's happening Small groundswell
1: in having conversations with uh, our girlfriends in particular, because I know um, all of my female friends, including my female partner. You know, we're all perimenopause, we're not going. We're not going to talk too much about menopause because that is a whole other massive subject in itself. But but it is something that needs to be addressed, and we need to start educating our male folk in our lives about it as well, whether that be husband. Uh, work colleagues too to go. You know, it is a yep. real thing. These yep. these swings, these changes that are going on. Um, they can happen perimenopause and menopausal as well. So it's interesting the conversations that I'm happening with my female friends around yes. it, and the and, and it's great to talk about this because we got, I knew nothing about it coming into it, and that was only no. a couple of years ago. I'm out the other side, thankfully, relatively unscathed, one of the lucky ones. But I've also gone through a whole lot of other emotional things. You know, I became an empty nester. Far earlier than I thought I was going to be. Yes, I had my children yes. at twenty-five and twenty-nine.
0: That's super young, really, isn't it? Like by young today's standards. This stage, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah.
1: And and then they were out of home way before I,
0: I was. I was ready, you know, right? Yeah. The
1: passages I felt didn't happen, and and yes. um, and then and, and tragically we lost our daughter three years yeah, ago.
0: That's so so much to take on.
1: Yeah, and I know I can sound very matter of fact when I say that, as you know, you know yes. me. Yes, but that's kind. Of, that needs to be spoken about as well. Definitely, again, in conversations, there are plenty of grieving parents out there. But again, that that acceptance of talking about it, I think that's what is. It's normalizing talking about things that are really difficult. When you take things out of your head, whether it's journaling, you know, mindfulness is such a big movement, mm. and and mm. rightfully so, I think it's a mm. wonderful thing to do. Get things out of your head, put it down on paper, talk to somebody. You know, seeing, feeling, experiencing what's going on yes. uh, and looking at things from a different perspective. And then, then you'll come to some form of, once again, the title of our, our podcast today is Self Acceptance in whatever form that looks like.
0: Yes, Kerry, you know, I agree with you totally. I think with what we experienced, particularly during lockdown, that really uncovered a lot of emotional stuff for people, didn't it? It was, um, you know, everybody had a really, really personal, very confronting experience during that time. And I know that my emotional stability ebbed and flowed. Um, And and in amongst that, menopausal, um, what are they called? See, there you go, menopause. Can't even find my words. (laughs) Symptoms. (laughs) Symptoms, <laughs> symptoms. That's what Brain I'm looking for, fog. thanks, sister. Yeah, that's yeah. a real thing. Oh.
1: It really is. Oh yes, my God. but yes, <laughs> that
0: that whole thing, and then experiencing that, and then um, you know, I didn't start my family until my early 30s, so I have um, I have teenagers, late teens, their emotional struggles during this during this particular time. I did have a, a on top of a, a being conv- a teenager on course. top of being a teenager that's D- right yeah, yeah double you whammy, at- how fantastic <laughs> that's right and then couples that um you know perhaps your perhaps the the relationship that you've had with the person that you started your family with, and maybe that hasn't worked out, and you're now, you know, I've, uh, clearly divorce is a massive thing, or, or separations in families, and then you go on to your perhaps your next significant other, and do you start a family with them again? You know, we're looking at some women who have got a twenty something, and they've still got someone in primary school. Like that's a lot. Yeah, no. I also, in our conversations, of course, Kate,
1: I don't want to um, overlook any of our uh, fabulous listeners out there who don't have children, um, who may not be in relationships, Um, but, of course, in their own stage of self-acceptance, whatever that looks like, shout out to to all of you. Also to uh, any of uh, our LGBTIQ plus listeners who may be going through their own big changes. Yeah. To our trans women out there. Who are coming into themselves now wishing you much love yes that's all i wanted to say
0: about that <laughs> thank you carrie no and it's really important to 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 me as well we just want our listeners to know that you're not alone and we can talk about some fluffy stuff to make you feel good but um we uh, we're really grateful to have this airtime. We're really grateful to adore beauty for uh, for getting us on board. We have loved every minute of it. Goodness gracious, we are. <laughs> yes, we're we're joining joining the ranks of the middle aged gods and goddesses of the silver foxes of the world. Um, and we really hope that our series has has given you guys. The confidence to pop on a pink lippy or embrace yeah, your grey, like me. You know, <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're celebrating our differences. We're celebrating beauty at every age and any oh, age.
1: Dear Kate, that was really well said. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I cannot top that. I'll just go. <laughs> yes yes and yes yes we need to we need to talk to our last guest for this for our series and i'd like to introduce you to psychologist sarah jane Dure, as i said from happy minds in geelong and sarah jane mostly works with women who are experiencing feelings of anxiety trauma or who are finding their new reality changing so let's bring her in Hi, Sarah-Jane. Hi, Sarah-Jane. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Oh, we are well. Welcome. Welcome to our fabulous podcast. You know, and how apt that our final episode of this wonderful series, which I know Kate and I have enjoyed so very much. But, you know, across it all, it's always been about positivity and aging without those negative connotations. And of course, we know that life isn't always positive. And that's why we have great therapists and access to therapy which I think, you know, when you get to our age, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone. Let me speak on behalf of myself. When you get to my age, it's really great to have a sense of self. And, and if you don't, being able to
0: speak with someone
1: they can assist you to get there, you know,
0: and that's great. I love that. So, Sarah Jane, thanks so much for joining us. And like Kerry said the focus of our of our chats with all of our wonderful experts um in all the different fields is about aging and how we feel about getting older and i guess we're rounding it off with acceptance we need to find a way to accept what's happening to us that uh, the things that we can't control the things that we can't manage but perhaps the things that we can do to make us feel better about that what what do you find are the key issues um when you're saying particularly perhaps women over 40 um aside from menop- aside from menopause because that's a, a whole topic in itself as we know uh and we have briefly discussed those uh, parts of that what what are you finding are the key issues when you speak to people in that age bracket
2: it is menopause is a huge issue of course but I'm still finding that there's still a focus on fertility over 40 fertility over 40 is a very difficult journey so there's often there's lots of um you know issues around IVF or, you know, women becoming pregnant later in life, becoming mothers later in life. Um, so that is a, that's a huge area of focus. Also, what I'm finding is um, the kind of the ghosts in the nursery that hang around for women when we're parenting So when we sort of get into our 40s, if we had our kids in our sort of 30s or even to our 20s, um, you know, we're dealing with, we're dealing, staring down the barrel of some, you know, issues that come at us when we look back at our childhoods and we're trying to parent. So there's a lot of women out there in their 40s, you know, getting to grips with what it means to be a parent, dealing with some of their past history and traumas and being at a space and time in their life where they can actually take that on. So those are some of the issues. There's, there's hundreds of things that we are sort of seeing coming up, but some of these issues around, you know, what it means to still try and preserve your fertility into your forties, um, you know, being the best parent that you can be into your forties, you know, still very, very relevant.
1: Sarah-Jane, I also want to be very mindful about that though, you know, though Kate and I are both parents, also, you know, be mindful of course of those women out there that actually don't want to have children. So there is that side of the fence as well, which we of course need to be absolutely respectful of.
0: There's the extremes then, isn't there, Kerry, about, you know, that the push being female, that, that this is something we aspire or, well, we're led to believe traditionally that women are going to have children at some stage. And then obviously careers became a big thing. So that pushes us out to our two starting families later. So what about the people that children aren't a part of their future or weren't a part of their plan and don't and and they're not intending on that being a part of their plan, there's massive pressure there as well, isn't there, that you get to a certain stage in your life and if you haven't started a family, why not? Or, yeah, we we, we want to make sure that we're including those people in the conversations as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's a I see a lot of women in my clinic who are focusing on career and round about sort of forties, it seems to be that mid career where they're really making really great strides into you know who they are as whatever their occupation
0: happens to be and where they want to go. And are we running out of time at forty? This is this is another thing I think that that, that we face. <laughs> Look, absolutely not. I think we tend to know a lot more about ourselves, you know,
2: our identity when we're into our 40s. We understand what we want and what we don't want. Sometimes we can get a little lost because we are... um, in a situation where we're starting to to reevaluate, You know, peri- perimenopause, that period of time leading up to the menopause, is a is a period where typically women start to sort of look at, okay, well, who am I now? You know, I've started to mature. My identity is changing. Do I like myself? Do I like the situation that I'm in? Who am I? What are my values? What's right for me? What's not right for me? So that evaluation, I think, um you know, starts women looking at things like career change in their 40s, you know, really, you know, if I if I hadn't taken that road, I may have become a whatever it might be and really sort of taking on and being courageous and taking on those big changes.
1: Mm. Yeah, It this all ties in with, you know, the acceptance of ageing in, in no matter what stream we're looking at it, you know, and are we talking about it enough? You know, I, I, know, I know with my friends we do. And I think with COVID and two years of being really forced to be not just literally locked down, but to really be inside and be with our thoughts and be with those times and coming to those realizations that, you know, what do we actually really want in life? And that's not, not just an age thing, but I think certainly at our age, like Kate and I are both 50, I'm 51, and like really honing in and going, okay, is this going to be it? Or what more am I going to do with our life? And of course, we're living longer
0: we're yeah, healthier what happens next yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. I think you know for from my perspective it's all about the limits that we place on ourselves so typically um, you know women 40s plus have started to sort of look at their life and think well okay so you know is this it you know what else am i going to do mm. with my life and it's about trying to sort of make sure that the perspective is as broad as possible that anything is possible if you work hard enough if you you know are in the right place at the right time uh if you're talented enough but it's it's really about you know what limitations we actually place on ourselves and our friend the inner critic which is something mm. that you know we work on a lot uh is looking at you know that little voice inside your head that says yes. this is possible or this is not possible for me the
0: self-talk is huge isn't it and because that was going to lead me into the next question is why does our self-confidence diminish as we age you know where we come to this uh level I guess of maturity and life experience and perhaps you've had a family or perhaps you've you've landed that that dream job and then we reach this this milestone whether that's you know between that 40 and 50 and go what's next but the self-talk the self-doubt I mean that's that's massive, and I think you know, Kerry and I've talked about that a lot. It sort of goes in cycles, doesn't it? And I'm sure that environmental factors, what's happening in your family life, um, perhaps what's happening with your overall general health, not just your mental health, probably impacts that sort of thing as well. What What would you link to probably being the main reason, or or some of the main reasons why the self our self confidence diminishes?
2: I think it's you know it's the, it's the human condition to doubt ourselves and I think you know the experiences that we have through our lives and the roles that we play you know we get all caught up in that you know getting caught up in the role of a, of a mother or a you know I don't know a, whatever our job might be uh, and forgetting about our identity and that, that that's going to change. What we typically look at is is a shift between externalizing your value. So basing that on how other people might perceive you. So, you know, am I beautiful enough on the outside? Do I have, you know, the prettiest face or the nicest hair, whatever it may be, to externalizing beauty and understanding that that actually it's about the confidence and the inner confidence and about that, that critic inside our head, that little voice that tells us stuff about how we look and how we show up in the world realizing that those are thoughts they're not facts yeah. so coming coming back to this this feeling of actually it doesn't matter what other people think about me it's about what i you know what i think about myself yeah. and a lot of us engage in some really um
0: some really harsh criticism yes. of who we are and what we look like. The socials don't help with that, do they? And I think that that's probably something that the older generations, we didn't have those necessarily those particular pressures when we were growing up and and forming our ideas about our futures. It's really confronting, I believe, and I've spoken to quite a number of you know, older people that Not only are we having to, we haven't grown up with the technology, we're having to learn the technology and try and stay relevant. And I think that that probably impacts impacts that inner voice as well, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, look, the landscape makes a big difference and the culture in which we sit. You know, I was reading a couple of days ago the Sex in the City revival yes. and, you know, women over 50 and criticising already. Yes. It hasn't even been shown mm-hmm. and criticising yes. those gorgeous women um, who who are there talking about really big things to do with gender roles and all those things that that, that program stood for 20-plus years then. ago. yes which is still unfortunately relevant today. Um, And everybody's judging and criticising because they're in their 50s and, you know, uh,
0: yeah, they happen to be wearing nice clothes. It's really... Yeah, and and, and that keeps rolling on, doesn't it? It, it, Initially it was about... Sarah Jessica's gray hair and the fact that Ugh. she doesn't look as though she's had any work done why should she have any work done or or the fact that she's sitting there next to a man of the same age and the man's a silver fox but she's aging and and and, and old but now that that conversation has continued and they're wearing nice clothes it's it's just it's never-ending and it's just ridiculous (laughs) this is it it's almost
2: like well you know you you can't you can't get um on an even ground because it's about other people's opinions and it's about what beauty actually is and that's ever-evolving and ever-changing but the relationship we have with ourselves you know that's the stable ground you know working on um you know understanding yourself accepting yourself being body confident And then being able to have, you know, beautiful clothes, you know, nice, creative, you know, makeup and beauty. That's about, you know, fun and it's about creativity. It's about expressing who you are through all of those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not about trying to keep up with being a 20-year-old again.
1: But we've never been in a greater time, I believe, to talk about therapy. You know, like to, once upon a time, therapy was a, it was a deep secret that was Taboo, never spoken about. It, sh- it certainly was, yeah. but now it's it's just a it's a part of life. It's a part of many people's lives to have a therapist on tap, which is so great, isn't it? Like because when issues arise, when they do need to be dealt with, I mean it's bigger than yourself, but to be able to access great therapy is uh, is key and we can certainly talk about that now it's it's nothing wrong with it
2: mm. yeah I, look it's it's a, there's a distinct shift we still have a we still have a long way to go um different you know other countries i think can do it a little bit uh better than we do in australia at the moment um it is about normalizing having somewhere to go that's a safe space to be able to share your vulnerabilities and to build some skills to be able to take that into your everyday life. You know, we talk a lot in therapy about shame and the impact that shame has on us.
0: it's, it's, (laughs) it's it's brutal and it's so very damaging, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But being able to, you know, show up in your life even though you feel shame or you feel sadness or anger, whatever emotion it might be, being able to make room for that and come back to the present moment and show up for our families, for our partners, in our jobs, for
1: ourselves as who we actually want to be. For, for those of our listeners mm. who you know, may be feeling at this stage of their life that they are not in a great place, that they, they want to make changes, they feel they need to make changes. What is your best advice, you know, to, to take that first step? That's a broad question, I know, but, I mean, <laughs> so, so, but it's something that I feel. There are, there are people that are, that are frightened to do so. Yeah. It's
2: really scary uh, putting, raising your hand and saying, hey, I need help. And I think the first step is always acknowledging that, you know, you need some help. Mm. And the time has come to be able to say, OK, I probably need to work through this with somebody else.
0: And sometimes mm. I guess that pressure, you, you know, it, 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 you might have a tight circle of friends or your partner could be very supportive. Maybe maybe you still have your parents alive. But like Kerry said before, like it can be bigger than that. And I know that I've certainly benefited from being able to speak to somebody who's not emotionally attached to you so you can completely bear all. And it is a very, it's its a cathartic experience. It certainly does help release stress and strain, doesn't it?
2: That's, that's the big one is that it's somebody who's not connected with or invested in yes. you changing either way. Yes. So uh, often when people come into therapy, it's it's that safe place to be able to put some of those vulnerabilities that otherwise would be really difficult to share in our relationships or with our friendships. Mm. Sometimes it's about those friendships and those yeah. relationships that so <laughs> we, we want to sort of go and oh, get, get some support for. Oh, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, you know. Friendships friendships, and women um, you know we think that we lo- we leave all that kind of playground stuff behind when oh, we 're no. young, but actually we don 't <laughs> there's a lot of there 's a lot of uh, focus in in sessions uh, are about female friendships over forty and yeah, what wow. that means mm. and how we how we change you know people are with us for a reason or a season, and we tend to see that you know we start that evaluating um, who we are and you know, what we're about when we're, we're over 40, we get a better sense of ourselves. And sometimes those relationships don't, those friendships don't fit anymore.
0: Yes, I think what we've, we, we're talking about how we get to a certain age where we're discovering and really cementing who we are for this next chapter of our lives. So Sarah-Jane, are you finding perhaps with some of the people that you speak with that, that, they're, that they're grappling with, with that conflict? What do they feel versus what, what, some people that have been very dear to them for a very long time. Not only are our bodies and appearances changing, but the way our relationships are flowing as well. I've, you know, are you noticing those sorts of things?
2: Yeah. Look, I think there's a uh, there's a there's a shift that occurs where we start going. Okay, I'm less influenced by the people externally to me, even though you know they've been part of my lives for many many years, and I love them dearly is this right for me? And when the answer is no, it can cause, you know, we have to put a boundary in place, mm. which, again, setting boundaries is another very big topic that, that often comes up. Um, you know, we have to put a boundary in place, and that causes some conflict. Yeah. And there are changes, and there are friendships that, that and relationships that change over time. That's a really mm. good
1: statement, Sarah-Jane, because I've often, not often, but I guess more of late really kind of come to realize just because you've had history with somebody doesn't mean you have to have a future with them. And that has really resonated with myself in the last couple of years um, specifically. And and that's okay. Like that's absolutely okay to go, you know what, we had – a great time, or we served each other's purpose, and it's like no, I've I've outgrown, or you've outgrown me, or we just have nothing in common anymore, and that's absolutely okay. And the way the way that we the way that we sort of frame it is, it's a
2: it's a reason or a season, and sometimes those you know those seasons in relationships they change yeah. you know even even in your close relationships you know you may have a long 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 time of being in a relationship with somebody or in a friendship with somebody but as you say you know life circumstances change and you go onto other paths or you're just not the same person it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is over it's just that that season is passing into a bit of a winter stage yeah, you know there's yeah, not a lot of contact yeah. going on
0: not a lot of communication So Sarah Jane, mm-hmm. it seems like once again we're coming back to acceptance have you got any pointers for our listeners about how we can make make that first step to acceptance whatever it might be regarding about aging about uh, you know about our lifestyle about our health do you have some suggestions?
2: Look, people struggle, human beings struggle with acceptance. It is a really difficult thing to do. How do I accept things that typically the things that we need to accept are the things we don't want to accept either? <laughs> so it's really it's really, really difficult. But you know, it's really about well, can I make room for whatever feeling is showing up for me right now? So, you know, I may be feeling some sadness that I, you know, need to accept that my relationship has changed. Can I make Room for that and still show up for myself, for my partner, for my family, for my friends, and be who I need to be here. So, really, a lot you know, acceptance really the way to look at it is about you know, can I make room
1: for the fact that I'm a human being and I have emotions here? Mm. So, Jane, just to finish up with one last question you said earlier that overseas seems to be doing it's better than us with regards to therapy. What does that look like?
2: I guess I, for me it's looking at uh, places like the United States and thinking about, you know, everybody has has somebody to, to go and talk to. And I think the way to think about it is it's somebody who, as we were saying earlier, is external from your life, who isn't invested, is invested in you, you know, feeling well and being well but isn't in the day-to-day daily grind of your life. So you're able to sort of be able to to share those vulnerabilities safely and be able to get some support for walking through and making some changes. I think, you know, places like the US in, in sort of, you know, going to New York a few years ago, looking at How many psychologists there were, how many therapy, you know, different types of therapists there were, and how normal it is in the culture to be able to go and have somebody to help you through and support you through. You know, we're not we we're not meant to be living on our own. We're pack animals, as it were. And I think you know, getting support and getting, uh, you know, I guess the guidance of somebody who is is there for you safely
0: yeah.
2: uh, is really, really important.
0: Yeah, that whole Aussie, you know, nah, we'll be right, love, we'll be right and I know, for, <laughs> you know, that whole, well, the Americans, what's wrong with them? They've all got therapists or which is, you know, like you're saying, Sarah-Jane, well, they're on to a good thing because, uh, you know, it certainly is so, so beneficial. I was having a look at your lovely website for Happy Minds and uh, one thing that really stood out for me, Sarah-Jane, was that you you talked about engaging with people uh, with positivity dignity and family that it's it's encapsulated by those or, or, or um, uh, held up by those those three things I'd like to point to dignity because once again I think that's a massive issue for aging or for, for how we feel about aging I know that um, for females in particular or people that have given birth, you know, you leave your dignity at the door when you're pregnant and when you're having a baby, you know, and there's a lot of things that we move through with that. And then coming forward to menopause, yeah, the uh, dignity with ageing, that's tricky too, isn't it?
2: Yeah, look, dignity for me really is allowing people, treating people with respect, right? So being able to have... As, you know, leave people with a sense of uh, respect, you know, showing up as somebody as a woman who is assertive, doesn't want to take away from anybody else, wants to actually contribute to other people and allow people to be able to hold a sense of who they are without stripping that away. Mm.
1: We could mm. talk all day and we would we would love to. but <laughs> We probably need to. <laughs> we probably need to. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, uh, you know, at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, It's about finding and taking that time to hold space for ourselves to then work out who we are and who we want to be moving forward. How's that for some great advice? (laughs) Karen, (laughs) perfect. (laughs) I won't take a job. Sarah-Jane, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us.
0: Pleasure. Pleasure. fantastic chat as we knew it would be and uh and and really a wonderful way to round up our series
1: ah i just want to say kate thank you so much for coming along with me for this fantastic opportunity that was given to us by Door beauty to talk about all things relating to us it's been really great to all of our listeners thank you so much for joining us coming along for the ride and of course you can catch us on our socials we'd love to hear from you reach out Uh, and share
0: what's going on in your life. Yes, I have loved every minute too, Kerry. We've known each other for a very long time. And uh, whilst we are inherently different and on different journeys, different paths, there's still that common ground as as there is with everybody at our stage in life. And I have loved sharing this experience with you. It's been wonderful. Yeah, amazing. I'll
1: catch you later,
0: doll. See you again soon.
1: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to their elders, both past, present and emerging.